Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, OutofLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, we have an exclusive event, an interview with the star of TLC's new hit series, The Healer. This gentleman goes all around the world, and he heals people. He has this amazing gift. I don't know where it comes from, but we're going to explore it. And I would love him to put his hand on top of my head so I can regrow some of my hair. I don't think it's going to happen. But... I'm always hopeful, so let us begin tonight's program. Joining us now is Mr. Charlie Goldsmith. He is a healer, and he happens to be star of a new series on TLC called The Healer. For over 18 years, Mr. Goldsmith kept his healing ability out of the public eye, but now he is letting the world know about it. He's sharing his gift with the world. Mr. Goldsmith, it is an honor to have you with us today. Thank you so much for being with us today, sir. Hi, Chris. It's good to meet you. Thanks for having me. Well, it's it's Ryan, but sometimes people call me Chris. My wife, oh. my wife usually calls what? me. Oh, that's my nickname from my wife. Well, now, now you know I'm not psychic. <laughs> well, I was going to get a little more about you by going to your website at charliegoldsmith.com. So, Charlie, TLC, in terms of doing high quality programming, I think they're going to have a home run with you. Please tell me a little bit about your program. And what is your purpose in this program? Well, the, the purpose, I guess, for me is that, you know, a, a long time ago, sort of almost 20 years ago, I accidentally discovered that this area even exists. I, I had no idea that it did. And then, you know, I've spent a long time, um, you know, really wanting to change the perception of these things. And, and my my priority really is to work with medical um people and in hospitals and to do studies and and um things like that and and i you know i discovered that that's not as easy to do um as it is to say and i spent a long time you know getting my first opportunities to do that i think the first one happened after about 15 years of of trying and and when i got approached to do the tv show i guess for me i thought well you know to to create more opportunities, I'm going to have to have the courage to show people. So then, you know, it really casts a wider net of, of potentially interested, um, you know, medical professionals that might want to work with me and do more studies and, you know, and, and potentially work with other people like me too. So that, that's really why the show came about. And that's what the show is. It's just showing, you know, um, you know, part of my, I guess my capability, um, and, or the capability of, of, of healing. And, um, and that's its purpose from my point of view. I, I can't speak for the network. They have their own, um, purposes for TV shows. But for me, for me, it is solely to just create more opportunity and, um, 
and yeah, and 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 you know, I hope that's what happens. Sure. Now, what is the root starting point of your healing process? Did you have something that happened to you when you were younger that you were made aware of your healing process? How does your healing process work, and what is its origin? Do you believe? Um, I'll answer that as best I can. So the the way so when I was eighteen, I was at the health retreat and I was doing work experience, which, you know, a health retreat, I don't know if that's the terminology used in America, but in Australia that's like a place where people go to spend a few weeks and eat healthy food and exercise and, you know, de-stress or, or whatever it is that, that they're looking to achieve. And I was up there, you know, to, to um, you go up there and you they give you a week as a guest, so you get to just enjoy the, the that process. And then after that you've got to spend a few weeks working off um, your time as a guest and I was up there doing that um, in, a, in another state in Australia and about a week into my time there I think it was about a week maybe two um, and I sat down to get um, sat down at breakfast and reached for my knife and fork and as I reached for them my hands sort of almost forcefully pulled together and and I sat there and I was like that was really weird. Like it was like I like I felt a. It's it's hard to describe, but I felt a genuine force that made my hands come together, and I pulled them apart, and I could feel a fairly significant amount of magnetism. Now at the time, you know, I thought that I was sick. I was like, my I'm, my mind is playing tricks on me, and and I, I didn't know back then because I, I you know I wasn't brought up in a in in, in a way that understood you know, things like Tai Chi and Chi and, you know, that there is a phenomena where people can often feel energy between their hands. So I didn't know that and I'm experiencing this thing and I'm um, at that point, you know, panicking a little bit because I'm thinking that, you know, I'm I'm on my way to the psych ward. And <laughs> so anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm feeling this energy and I, someone at the table looked at me and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay and obviously they could see the distress on my face. Um, and I'm like, I'm not okay. I can feel something between my ha- hands. And I turned to the woman next to me at the table and I said, feel this. And she put her hand up and I was in that moment thinking, if she doesn't feel this, like, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the nearest bridge. Like I, it was obviously, yeah. I was in a, I was in a, a panic state at that point. And, and she put her hand up and she was like, oh my God, what is that? And she could feel it, and I was, you know, had a instant relief because it wasn't just me. She could feel it too, which was great and fortunate because not everyone feels it. So I'm very lucky the woman sitting next to me could. Um, and then a lot of people at the camp started coming up to see all this phenomena coming out of my hand. And one woman came up, and as soon as she put her hand up to feel what was coming out of me, I felt that her hand had something different to the previous ones that had come up. So I couldn't really tell anything from the other people before, but then she had a noticeable lump that was about, I don't know, an inch or two away from her um, palm that I could feel. It felt very tangible. And and I, and I have no idea, well, I mean, in hindsight, I guess I have some idea, but at the time I had no idea why, but I had this, like, urge to, to get rid of this lump I was like I've got to get rid of it and so we sat down and I was smoothing it out and I was just using my hands I wasn't using you know my head like I would um, today I, I was just it was a very physical 
exercise um, for me then and I'm trying to smooth this lump out and it's getting smaller and smaller and I looked up and she was crying and I was like oh my god I'm hurting you I'm so sorry like I'll stop and she was like no please please keep going so keep going and I get to the point where it's basically gone and I look up she's still got tears streaming down her face and she starts bending her finger and she was like I haven't been able to bend this finger for and I don't remember the time period. I actually have to ask her at some point because I keep getting asked this question. But she, it was like three years or four years. or So it was some long period. And at that point, I went back into a bit of shock because I wasn't expecting an outcome, really. I didn't even know. What, you know, this is all in the first 20 minutes of feeling the energy, probably. So Let's talk about, let's talk um, about an unusual day. I mean, it's not every day you wake up and something yeah. happens. You know, one of the first things that, that think about is when you're telling me about this is I wonder if you were accessing part of your brain on a subconscious deep level or maybe you're tapping into mm. a part of your brain that maybe people aren't accustomed to. And I'm always wondering, have you ever had your brain waves analyzed when you are doing your uh, healing? No? Right. I, ha- I haven't. And I-, I made the same assumption when I was younger, certainly, that, that well, maybe I'm just accessing more of my brain. Mm. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't have, you know, I'm, I'm from Australia and, and, you know, we don't have... A, a strong core of religion here so that wasn't my go-to you know like I, I i was more going and i continued really to stick on a, a very logical path mostly that that um that maybe i'm just using more of my brain and and that's perhaps true and the, uh, the bit that kind of that 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 i probably um you know question that a tiny bit is that some of the things i do and some of the things I know how to do, you know, I don't know how I knew that. You know, like I don't know how I knew how to use this this ability the way that I do. I, I was never taught. Obviously, I, I've never read about it. I just do it. And so to me, there is a sense that it, 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 it is not of me, if you like. Like I think that there is, there is something um, potentially bigger at play, but I don't know any thing for a fact so I, I don't typically go on about that part because I can't I you know I, I don't know anything for sure just all I know is I can do it and the rest is a question mark it's amazing that you're able to do that and when I, I want to elaborate a little bit more when I was talking about having your brain analyzed there are certain frequencies we've had a gentleman on our show named Dr. James Hart and Dr. Jill <laughs> Allen Wexer who've talked about when your brain is in an alpha or a delta or a particular gamma, when your brain is oscillating at certain frequencies, you have the capability of doing different things or accessing certain talents. And a lot of the ESP phenomena or extrasensory perception phenomena that we've discovered, according to I believe two of our experts, is in the gamma range. So I would love to know, hopefully in the future, they can analyze the frequencies of your brain and wondering if you are actually accessing these parts about it. But getting back to your healing are there any – do you have a natural affinity for spirituality or how did you – I mean, what were, what were some of the reasons why you were thinking as to why you had this incredible gift? Well, I guess I that, – and that's the thing I don't know. I guess I believe, you know, one of the things the gift has shown me is there is much more to the world than, than, than we're mostly brought up. To believe, you know, there there are things that that uh, uh, at least beyond current explanation, some of my experiences and the things I see would suggest to me that that's true. I, I don't, 
I don't know the answers. I like to keep it very simple. Like I get asked a lot, where does it come from? You know, why or how, all that sort of stuff. And the truth is I have actually got no idea. I know that, um, you know, I believe that there, that, that there is an intelligence which connects everything. You know, I think that we have techno- technological examples where we do use that. Like, you know, I'm on my, my cell phone uh, right now, which is connected, you know, to a, to towers, to a, to a, some sort of, um, you know, network that goes to a satellite that goes to you guys. Now, there's technology that is using the potentials of nature to send information as we speak. And I think that to me, it's that in between that where the healing works as well and where it comes from, if that makes sense. And Charlie, when people meet with you and they are skeptical, do you feel or have you observed that a person needs to have an open mind in order to be accepting of whatever energy or whatever happens between you? Or is this something that, you know what, it doesn't matter whether you are a skeptic or whether you are a believer, the energy that is being conveyed through you is going to be conveyed no matter what. I'm just wondering if a person... Yeah, so with my, my experience is absolutely the latter, that that I've got I've had people that absolutely believe it and, it and it doesn't work and people who absolutely believe it won't work and it does. And <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons I've fought so long and hard to to hopefully make some change in this area is the consistency I get is quite high and the I would say that that you know I typically will will help you know seven or eight out of ten people but I can tell you that nowhere near those numbers believe they're going to get get um helped by you know most of the cases I work on have tried everything and I I, I think that I I would be the last thing people actually believe would help when they've tried, you know, lots of Western um, medical options as well as alternate medical options, including some even healing modalities as well. So um, I don't find it makes a difference. And my preference, actually, I like working with the skeptics. That's my favorite thing to do. That's awesome. When you have done your healings, do you ever absorb the energy of the like the negative energy of the pain and suffering of the people that you're healing with, because I actually want to bring your attention that I've worked with a couple of healers, people who do things. That, I would say that they're remote healers. One of my beloved teachers, his name is Stuart Wilde. He was healing people. He was going around helping people, but more like working on them on a deeper soul level. But I think at some point in time, all the people I was working with said that we would they would do the healing. They would kind of feel the negativity they would actually feel the pain mm-hmm. and suffering do you feel that do you absorb any negativity when you were healing people so when i was younger i had a couple of examples where i worked on things and then i got exactly the problem i worked on so that happened that happened a couple of times in my very early days um so that you know definitely appeared like a direct transfer um and then but since then, my biggest issue would be fatigue. It does tire me. I can't say, you know, am I taking on things and filtering them? Is that the fatigue? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I guess that's another example where I don't know. I figure the concentration it takes. Um, and even though I work in very short spurts, you know, I work on people for 30 to 60 seconds, typically of energy output. And the um, that time is actually quite a lot for me. So even if I do five people in a row at, at, at um, you know, 
a total healing time of a minute or two each, um, that can fatigue me significantly. Um, but why that is, I don't know. So am I taking on negative energies? I don't like to think I am. It's not in my, you know, a lot of people say that sort of stuff um, just as you have. I prefer just to believe like any job, um, when you work hard, you get tired and, um, and clearly there's a, you know, there's a, there's, there is energy being output and whether that's coming through me and it's the concentration of that or it's, or what, I don't, I don't know, but, um, uh, yeah, my belief that I, that I, that I would like to believe is that I don't take on stuff. It, it, it's not a, it's not, not a nice thought to think that you would, but Well, it's I just do. absorbing. I'm just wondering that if you're actually absorbing people's yeah. pain because you're, you're pulling it away from them. And what fascinates me about is that you, you work with people like you're working with Jennifer Gray and you're working with some of these other people on, on the show and you are making them feel good. You are taking away their pain. You are, you are in place of pain. You're bringing them peace. You're bringing them consultation. I'm wondering if the same principle applies where there are other people that are walking around Earth that do the exact opposite, that are able to actually infuse people mm. with, with negativity. And the reason why I'm bringing this to your attention is because I'm wondering if at some point in time people are all conveyors of energy, and I'm wondering why you are able to have a substantial impact in the physical form much greater than the typical person. Like, What is it about you? That makes you able to, you know, raise the healing and help people in a different way that others maybe can't or maybe can't do without um, concerted uh, action or concentration. Yeah, I mean, I would say that there, there are. I mean, you'd have to think in theory um, that if you can do what I can do, maybe someone can do the opposite. I can't. Um, I could be angrily focusing on you and still heal you. Um, so that's not um, not my ability. I, I, I've never met someone um, that, at least to my knowledge, can do that. I think that you do notice those certain people, you know, when you're in their presence will certainly make you feel very drained or you can feel the life getting sucked out of you. Um, you know, so I think that subconsciously people probably can drain other people's energy and really, you know, try and live off it, off it, and I guess if you can do it subconsciously, the potential for doing it consciously exists. So I, I don't, again, I don't know any of those um, things for a fact, but, you know, and the, and, the, and the second part to your question is I also don't know why I can do it differently to maybe some others, and I'm sure there will be people that are better at it than me. I guess it's like anything. It's like, you know, if you're sitting on the phone to Beyonce and you're like, why can you sing so much better than, you know, someone who, like me, for example, who can't sing, um, you know, she doesn't know how to answer that either. It's just that that's just, you know, that's just the opportunity she's been given. So I, I don't, you know, one thing I would say is that that doing what I do is quite hard on the mind, you know, like especially in the first few years, it really is bending your view of reality. It also, you, you've got to put up with, you know, enormous criticism um, and also enormous um, demand as well, you know. So that there's a lot to handle separate from just healing people and I don't think that's for everyone. I think that, that there are challenges and, and, and there are people that I wouldn't wish this ability on simply because, you know, they, they may not be able to handle the stress that comes with it. You know, there's nothing quite like helping someone and then someone calling you a fraud for helping them. You know, that's a, it's a mentally challenging 
experience. Um, I hope one day that's different, obviously, but at this point in in time and probably historically going back, you know, quite a distance, that is the experience of people like me. It's tough, you know. You you even to do what I'm doing and put myself out there like I am. It, it is scary, but for me, the want to change things is uh, is overpowering the fear of what people think of me. And Charlie, in your life, what was the toughest moment of um, what was the toughest moment of your life? And all throughout your life, when you've had painful experiences, really mm-hmm. deep painful experiences, have you found that, that that has enhanced or increased your capability of resonating deeper with others and being able to heal them? I'm wondering how pain plays into your evolution and your gift. I mean, I, I would right now as I, you know, as I've obviously come very far out of um, you know, my shell, I would say the first thing that difficult times have brought me is the, is the ability to handle, you know, the things that are, that are being thrown and will ultimately be thrown at me just for doing this work. So I would say that, you know, that's a very, like I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of, of that at the moment. Um, I don't know, you know, there's no question that the more difficult things you experience, the more you can, you know, um, sympathise or, or empathise with others. And I have been through my share of things, you know, like everyone. And, you know, so I so I guess that does help me understand, um, you know, that people do need to be helped and it is important. So um, I, I don't know how much it's enhanced the gift if that's, what you mean? I don't. Yeah, I so I'm just wondering because uh, the reason why I brought that to your attention is because, at least in my life, when I've had a painful experience, I, I tend to go really deep or become really reflective. Mm. A lot of people that we've had on our program that have become uh, really strong teachers, it tends to happen when there is a circumstance of pain, and in the mm. course of that pain, it's like they're either going to they're either going to be disrupted with pain or they're going to you know channel their energy into something else. So that's why I asked. I was wondering if you know in the, in the process of the pain, if you you know become better at what you do. No. If you're able to resonate deeper with direct, you, not as directly as you're asking. Like I had a pain, like Eckhart Tolle, like hit rock bottom and then came out Eckhart. You know, I I haven't had a moment like that, but I've certainly had a lot of rock bottoms that have taught me how to pick myself up from rock bottom and made me a stronger person, and also, you know, made it easier for me. A, a big thing for me is that I don't want to heal everyone in in the sense that a I mean I can't heal everyone, but I mean that if if there's something I can show someone to do for themselves rather than me, um, you know, magically taking away their issue, my life experience has taught me that it's much better to learn the lesson and know how to do it than, than to have the magic pill that fixes it. So that's been a big thing for me. Like my health, I'm a, I'm, I'm a pretty healthy person um, physically um, because I eat really well. Now, I eat really well because I had trouble with, you know, I had some in top food intolerances and things like that that, I, that get, did give me a tough time for quite a long period. And then I learned how to be healthy, and that's given me a really great tool to understand that 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 you know, if someone is suffering, there are things that they can do to fix that, like I have for myself. So there, that's how I kind of view my different kinds of tough times as really tools for me to understand that I shouldn't disempower anyone. Um, I I should um, 
you know, fix the things that are beyond, you know, people's own ability and then, you know, hopefully be a good influence for the things that are within their ability. But I definitely don't have one traumatic moment where I suddenly was like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I, I can heal now. It wasn't like that. I was actually, you know, there was no trauma around me at that particular moment in time. So. I wonder what happens. What happens if you yourself are injured? I mean, if you are in a lot of pain, do you do you look in the mirror and then focus your energy on the mirror and it kind of comes back at you, or do you have to? Uh, I haven't tried the mirror. Um, I have tried. I, look, the healing doesn't really work on me. I figure. Um, I figure. I, I've chosen to, to believe that is because again, it gives me tools to understand how to do things for myself. Um, so I'm also not disempowered because if every time I had a problem, I could just heal myself and for some reason one day my gift was gone, I would have no foundation for self-care. I wouldn't know what to do, you know. So if I'm tired in the morning, I'm better off to go, well, what did I do? Did I not get enough sleep? Did I eat something last night that wasn't good for me? Am I too stressed? Am I, you know... And so I can make my own adjustments so then the next day I, I'm not tired. So if I could just blast myself with energy in the morning and be on my way, it would mean that I'm not really, you know, learning my lessons. It's like giving a broke person, you know, they keep, keep giving them the lottery win and they keep going broke yeah. and not really helping them. And so I, I've chosen to believe that it's actually good I can't heal myself, although obviously sometimes it would be nice, but um, but I can see... That, that, that me knowing how to do these things for myself um, is important so I don't forget that for other people too. Joe, you made an interesting point about uh, you know giving a poor person a lottery ticket and having them win over and over again. One of the first things that came to my mm-hmm. mind is that what if a person is having a physical issue because of mm-hmm. something that is deep inside, an unresolved mental issue, an unresolved hatred or sorrow, mm-hmm. um, a shadow aspect of their, their soul? How are you able to tell when you are working on someone if the root cause of their physical pain is rooted deeper than the psyche that is being triggered by something deeper than their subconscious mindset? I, I wouldn't say that I can because I'm I don't I can't diagnose so I get you know I get told symptoms and I work to you know to fix the symptom. Now the times I will realize that there's something emotional will be I'll be working on it uh, in a physical way if you like and then if I'm not getting anywhere I can sometimes switch to to work on them emotionally and it's sort of hard to explain the difference between what I'm doing but there is quite a big difference and then you know there'll be times and Jennifer Gray was an example where I was actually having a bit of trouble getting somewhere with her Um, and in fact while I was working from her 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 symptoms increased which may be because she was turning repeating turning her head in the way that gave her discomfort. But it, but I, I also at the time thought, well, um, sometimes emotional stuff kind of fights back. You know, it, it, it digs its heels in. And so I then went in to change her thought processes around the event that happened to her. Um, and that's when she got the, um, the relief. So I, I worked it out through trial and error as opposed to, just going in and going, I know this is emotional, therefore I'm going to do this, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And of all the healings that you've done, what would you say would be the most profound? Because people think, okay, oh, healing, well, you're taking away pain. Well, are you? have you ever helped someone regain their eyesight? Have you ever helped someone who's had a um, terminal diagnosis 
be put in a better prognosis, what would you say would be a couple of the most profound healings that you've done? Um, I mean, it's hard to pick. In the episode that's actually going to be the second episode of... of in in the second episode of the show, um, there's a little boy who's two, and he has uh, a condition called congenital adrenal hyperplasia. Um, it's where he doesn't produce cortisol, and it's um, it's genetic, so it's uh, it, it, it's obviously right deep as deep as as you can go physically. Um, and you know, they asked me to if I you know would be if he if he's someone I might be able to help and I actually looked at it and I said I don't think so like it's genetic I don't see that I'm going to be able to do that and then I was told that the the network really wanted to have a child on the show um and I was like well I can try but I, I just don't know what I'm going to be able to do and at the time they hadn't told me that he also had physical pain which um you know I would have probably had a different attitude but I, anyway I agree agreed to do it and um, and his results have turned out, you know, certainly much better than than I expected them to. And you know, he um, and you'll see if you uh, watch the episode. So that was a big one for me for a few reasons. One, he's he's only two, so um, you know, getting in early on someone who's probably going to be in pain, you know, perhaps their whole lives to me is actually great because often I'm getting people after they've been in this kind of pain for many, many years um, and I think to myself, what a shame I couldn't get to them earlier or someone like me couldn't get to them earlier. So that kind of hits home quite a bit but also the cha- some of the changes that he's experienced you know, since I, I met with him, yeah, that, they've surprised me and really kind of opened, opened my mind even a little bit to, to you know, to, to maybe not having... To, to not to not giving myself limits because there's certainly things I can't do, but um, but I also can be surprised, I guess. And Charlie, have you ever had people come up to you and ask you to utilize your healing techniques for frivolous reasons? Because I'll explain something. If I was you and I had your abilities, mm-hmm. I'd know my friends would be calling me up every Saturday and say, "Listen, I got a hangover. Please come over. I need your healing. I need your healing." Because that's what they would do. They, they, I mean, they, they would bombard me. Have you ever had that happen? Have you ever had people come up to you and just say, I really need you, and then maybe you're like, you know what, I, I kind of want to help the sick people. I kind of want to help the person yeah. who can't walk. Well, <laughs> I would say for the first 15 years, I could say yes to just about anything. You know, like it didn't didn't really matter, and I, I, could, I, could, I could say yes because I had the time. I wasn't public in any way at that point. And I was I was quite happy to practice, you know, um, keep practicing and and practicing, you know, since I I guess I first, you know, this was first sort of came out publicly a couple of years ago, you know, I have had to learn that I, you know, to say no. My friends, you know, and family have also, you know, bit by bit really learned to to use it for the good times. And my friends are actually very good. Most of them, you know, really don't ask me and they can be sometimes quite sick and and I'll find out I'll be like why didn't you tell me and they're like yeah because I I'm going to get better you know so mostly I find that people are uh, the close people to me have learned to be respectful because they know how tired I get um and sometimes it you know it can be um very very hard on me and so yeah mostly they're 
they're they're pretty good. There's always the friend that will ask for everything to get fixed too. So they're they're quite rare in my life at this point. And final question out to you, Mr. Charlie Goldsmith, healer, is what do you think are two or three different things a person can do right now to heal themselves? What advice would you give to them to increase the capability that they will heal their own ailments, that they'll you know become better without having somebody um, do it for them? Like, how would you recommend and encourage and inspire someone to do it for, on their own? Yeah. So, look, what I do uh, and what's really important for me is diet and and what you eat. To me, are fundamental for health. And really, if you you are eating you know, what I would call a clean diet, so, you know, vegetables, um, you know, unprocessed meats if you're, if you're a meat eater, um, uh, fruit, things like that, good healthy oils. I, I think that there's a lot of medical conditions that can be avoided with a healthy diet um, and I think that's fundamental and then, you know, a, a very close second is is exercise and, and probably, you know, um, probably equal to, 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 to diet is really um, thinking in a positive way. I think the body functions much, much better when you're positive. I, I, I often give, um, uh, when, when my staff get stressed at work, I give the example that if, if I drew a line on the ground, just like the line you know, in the middle of the road that, you know, where the divides the car lanes, could you walk along the line? And everyone says, yes, of course I could. And I, and I say, well, what if I made that line between two buildings, you know, 300 feet up in the air? Could you walk along it? And everyone except the odd person says, no, I'd fall. And, and, I, and I say, well, so what do you think stressing does to the body? You know, like how, do you, how much better do you think you function under stress if you're sick or you've got a task to do that's important and you're thinking negative thoughts, the equivalent to I'm going to fall, you lose an ability that you have because if I can walk across that line on the ground, then I should be able to walk across it when it's the most important when my life is at risk. But of course, most of us, including me, I'm sure, are not capable of that. And so, so you know, for me, that's just a really simple way for people to understand that the body does not function well under stress. Most people are constantly under stress because if you're thinking I can't do something or I'm going to be sick or um, I'm scared, you're you're losing a lot of your natural ability. So they're my things that I think that if if people were doing the best they can and maybe even better than their best um, in in those areas, I think that that a lot of difficult things can be avoided. Mr. Charlie Goldsmith. Thank you so much for being with us today. To learn more about Charlie Goldsmith, please go to his website at charliegoldsmith.com. And also, please check out Charlie's show on TLC's The Healer. It's on right now. Some incredible shows. You'll learn all about how Charlie works. Another critical acclaim series from TLC. Mr. Goldsmith, it was a great honor to have you with us today. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Ryan. It's good to meet you. Me too. Now here comes a part of the Outer Limits of the Truth Radio Show that we like to call the Forensic Soul Analysis, where we have three of the most exceptional metaphysical visionaries you can imagine that are going to analyze our featured guest, Mr. Charlie Goldsmith. And let's start off by introducing 
the queen of the universe, internationally respected psychic medium, Miss Carrie O'Connor. We can learn more about Miss Carrie O'Connor. Get a reading done with Miss Carrie O'Connor by going to her website at carrieoconnor.com. Miss O'Connor, what was your reading analysis on Mr. Charlie Goldsmith? As I was saying earlier, Ryan, I am just so excited. I couldn't even almost contain myself. I was like a little kid or a little puppy that was just so happy that he's the spokesperson for to introduce humanity to the energy work. And as we said before, he reminds people that this has been around before modern medicine. He's very humble. He comes straight from his heart. He doesn't want to take credit for it. He just, you could just tell that he just gets centered and that heart space creates a bridge. And then the people's reactions, you can't fake that stuff. You could literally feel their energy melting or the disease block getting un- unplugged from a disease, be it be pain or, um, uh, stuff that they've been holding on forever. You, I, I witnessed it. I could see it just melting away. So, so I think I'm just so excited. I'm just, he's a wonderful person, a wonderful spokesperson to introduce people grounded. And again, he comes from his heart and he's all heart. He's got a beautiful, beautiful energy field and he just becomes this, this, as his aura is pure gold, his hand comes out, and uh, you can see it pouring out of him, and it goes self-regulating, self-directing, goes exactly where it needs to go. And I, I love the humble part of him. Yeah, he's pretty like, hey, like, you know, I'm healing some people, and he seems to be very down to earth. I'm wondering, in terms of the chakras, does yep. he have an influx of energy in one of the chakras that is allowing him to physically manifest all these healings? And I guess it's a two-part question. Is that where is is the healing coming from? The healing is comes from a universal energy God source is all around us. There's all different theories, you know. Some people um, say they're tapping into um, to Reiki and they get attuned to Reiki. So think of it like a radio station. So you get an attunement and you're tuned into that station. So whenever you do Reiki. You um, dial in that station, and then it pours down, and it goes through you. You become the channel, right? With his energy, it looks like he's got this. Imagine like a halo around him, but I saw at least 12 tubes. It looks like rainbows around him. So he pulls in like a bit. Of, you could say, call it Reiki energy. Call it um, uh, universal life force. You could, there's all different names, and there's no name at all. And because he's so open, Ryan, that's where – I see that he's going to have such success because would it, let's say the person can use the gold color of Reiki and it, um, that's what resonates with them. So he becomes the open channel. He gets his, lets his ego get out of the way, let the energy go through and go exactly where it needs to go and lets and melts the disease away at what it looks to me or helps them unplug from it, especially the pain body. And let's say they resonate with a different color. They, they are more into the green will help them. And because he has those tubes open, those channels wide open, he just is the conduit, and he just, again, lets his ego step out. Um, it's like he's an empty container. The energy, universal force goes through him, and it goes exactly where it needs to go. Self-regulating, self-directing, when you can get out of the way, and he gets out of the way beautifully. He holds space beautifully. He's just a, a beautiful, beautiful soul. And as far as the chakra, he comes from his heart, and they call it the sacred heart area, where a lot of times I speak of the heart energy where it looks like people have an inner tube around the heart, which locks us into dis-ease, pain, ego, and fear. He has the ability to go beyond that space 
and many people and healers and readers talk about that sacred heart space, and that's when Jesus, even himself, would say to be in this world and not of it. So Charlie is very grounded. He gets into that heart chakra. He bypasses, again, that wounded part that looks like an inner tube, and then he expands his energy from there. And again, it looks like all these uh, rainbow tubes that are around him. So whatever tube the person needs, or a lot of the times it's a combination of one. You can see the, the pink and the green energy going in, and it creates like this weave, and it almost looks like a DNA, or, or I'll see where it's going. Sometimes it immediately goes to the emotional body first. So people are going to be having physical pain, especially with the um, fibromyalgia in particular, and you'll see it bathing around them before it even goes to the physical body. Before it goes, goes to the skin, it goes to the emotional body and helps people unlock from the um, pattern of the uh, fibromyalgia, for example. Miss Carrie O'Connor, a psychic... Sorry, I screwed that one up. You know what, Carrie? I'm sorry. I fucked that one up. That's all right. I'm sorry. Three, two, one. Carrie, did you pick up anything about... Mr. Goldsmith, previous life incarnations, was there anything distinctive that popped out in your mind or in your energy field that revealed a distinctive previous lifetime? Is this yes. one of his first lifetimes? And um, It's not one of his first lifetimes, but he's been a healer in the past, and that's why how he knows how to be the container. And actually, many lifetimes he's been a healer. But what really struck out at me, Ryan, is that he comes in, and when I first looked at his energy field, it looked like he came in a past life with a stigmata. So he had that. Um, so you want to? So was he? Was he like Jesus? Like energy? Do you think he could have been theoretically speaking Jesus or a disciple of Jesus or somebody close to Jesus? He definitely was connected to um, Jesus. You could say that he was taught by the masters. And again, I see that stigma of energy coming through him, which I know that he had a last a past life as that, and he. Um, given a lot of lifetimes where even when he's not collecting money for this, you know, he gets his money other uh, in other places. He's had lifetime of lifetime of being again that channel, and he definitely has the I call it the Jesus vibe around him. So he's um, I saw many years ago. Jesus showed me this where he during different parts of his life met with people, disciples or different people he was connected with, and it looks like he put uh, seeds in their energy fields. They're called carpies in shamanism. And those seeds are woven within a life body, and some lifetimes they become activated. The seeds open up. So he's got a lot of seeds sown in his energy field. And then it was interesting, with 18, those seeds opened up, and his went from, I imagine, a bean seed, and it immediately looked like a bushy um, uh, plant filled with um, beans, that's that's how activated he was, and they were just ready to burst. So he's done this many, many lifetimes. He's got, again, that gold heart to me is like the Christ of consciousness energy, but you could also call it Buddha consciousness. It's, um, it's really the vibration instead of the like the Jesus energy, you know what I mean? It's a it's a signature. It's a very high, high vibration. I love that during this time right now with humanity waking up in 2016-17, and over the next couple of years, everything's going to speed up. Science is going to prove more of energy medicine works. And he's such a wonderful, grounded advocate to teach people very easily. There's humbleness within him. And again, he, he's a bridger, so he's going to allow people to go beyond their mind and ego and this is fake and all this other stuff to re- go back to the simple basic things. This is about energy. Everything is energy. We learn it in fourth or fifth grade. The energy is just a matter of different density. Rocks are denser than trees. And so 
when we're able to, any kind of dis-ease is when the energy starts slowing down. So when we start speeding up that energy, that's when you could clear out dis-ease. That's when you have help. That's why a lot of times in the healing circle, they call it dis-ease. The body is out of, it's in ease. It's just, you know, it's uncomfortable. So the more it gets in ease, the more it flows, the more the energy is not in a frozen block, the more we are dis-ease free. So wonderful. That's Man. wonderful. Miss Carrie O'Connor, internationally respected psychic medium and queen of the universe. We can learn more. Thank you so much for your great analysis of Mr. Charlie Goldsmith. And to learn more about Miss Carrie O'Connor and get your own psychic reading done with Miss Carrie O'Connor, please go to our website at carrieoconnor.com. Miss O'Connor, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Ryan. It's a pleasure. Joining us now is the Astro Phenom, the Adam Limits of Tooth Radio Show astrologer, Miss Constance Stellis. To learn more about Ms. Constance Dallas and get your own astrological chart done with Ms. Constance Dallas, please go to our website at ConstanceDallas.com. Ms. Dallas, what can you tell us about the chart of Charlie Goldsmith? Well, uh, he has the real goods in terms of being a healer. Not that people fake that. I mean, it happens. But anyway, we won't even think about that. His chart is unusual because he uh, is Virgo and has many planets in Virgo, and uh, this is usually connected with a health pursuit and a natural understanding of how the natural world contributes to our, our health. Um, can be also worried about health, either his own or the people he works with. But I think the real talent, if we can put it that way, for healing is described by his um, Aquarius moon. And that is the, an electric position. By that I mean he can tap in to levels of, I'll call it electricity, but it's, it's spiritual juice. That's maybe the best way to say it. And this spiritual juice is what he transmits to patients, to clients, to have their bodies get back in order, in alignment, and cure themselves, in effect. Um, I mean, that's really what healing does. He, he doesn't have a, a magic potion, but he has an energy vibration that is strong and true, and it, it um, creates a, we'll say, force field in a person's being that allows healing to take place. And this can be on many levels. This can be emotional, physical, spiritual. Um, well, those, those are about the three levels that, that uh, it covers. He's also a very good communicator. And I think that in the future he will be writing books or being a spokesperson, um, getting his message into the media, which is already happening. Because the Aquarian age, which we're entering now, or some people say we've been in in terms of astrology, is going to be much more open in terms of cures, treatments, um, uh, ways to approach health. And not only physical health, like, you know, take your vitamins, but mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Because our current system, health-wise, is pretty feeble 
It's wildly expensive, and sometimes the cure is worse than the condition. For all the advances that we've we've made in terms of, of, of disease uh, prevention and also treatment, um, th- there's still a lot that's unknown. And I was very happy when I saw the uh, the, the video that that uh, doctors are taking this seriously because doctors need help in a very difficult pre- uh, profession because they're in the position of you know being the bad news people. And there is usually, unless things have gotten too far, a way that um, good health can be restored if the patient is willing to go down that road. And it should be available. It shouldn't be woo-woo weirdo stuff. It should be an option for people who have um, uh, uh, diseases or imbalances. I'm curious about something. Because this gentleman is born on this particular day at this particular location, does that imply the idea that other people who are born on the same date and same location as Mr. Goldsmith could, theoretically speaking, have the same type of powers that he has? Well, that's kind of the question, isn't it? Um, yes, but they may not choose to activate them. Okay. They may not be interested just saying that you're a Virgo with an Aquarian moon is a description to an astrologer that gives certain talents. But I could also say, I mean, I know he's a healer, and I'm not saying that I'm just shifting with the with the uh, information that I have. But um, Virgo, as a sign, is is incredibly talented at analysis, uh, handling lots and lots of details. Um, has an interest in health, and some people can be very neurotic about their health. Aquarius as a sign for the moon, which is our emotions, is uh, multi-talented, very cool and collected, so to speak, and uh, has an electrical charisma. So perhaps, I mean, I know lots of actors with Aquarian moons. So it can it can shift depending on uh, the upbringing, the person's soul development, uh, what they came in this lifetime to accomplish. And we're at a little disadvantage because we don't know his birth time, so I'm not sure exactly where um, uh, all of his planets fall in the chart, but um, I would bet that there's a lot uh, in the 12th house or perhaps the 8th house, which indicates um, not only healing ability but a spiritual level of evolvement that um, he doesn't get in his own way. It's tricky with healing because you have to be a vessel. You have to channel uh, spiritual energy. And if you kind of get all involved with um, your ego, whatever, it, it re, re, rebounds on you and you get very exhausted and you can start to take on some of the difficulties of the people you tra- treat. So all healers must take very good care of themselves, which I believe he does. Yes. Miss Constance the astro phenom. I want to thank you so much for your great analysis of Mr. Charlie Goldsmith today. To learn more about Ms. Constance Dallas and to get your chart done with Ms. Constance Dallas, please go to our website at ConstanceDallas.com. Thank you so much, Ms. Dallas.
Thank you. Thank you. Joining us now is the clairvoyant cowgirl, psychic empath, Miss Lisa Kaza. We can learn more about Miss Lisa Kaza and get a reading with Miss Lisa Kaza by going to your website at lisakaza.com. Miss Kaza, what can you tell us when you're focusing your attention on Mr. Charlie Goldsmith energy field? TLC hit the jackpot with Mr. Charlie Goldsmith. Really? He is, yes, yes. A hundred percent real. He is not a fraud. Like I said, uh, I watch out for frauds. I, I watch very carefully. And from what I've seen, like even in my own life and my experiences as a you know a hiring person and all that, he's not a fraud. It is very, very real. And so this is leads me into my analysis. Um, he he takes his work extremely seriously. Like, hey, he even wants to be tested. He wants to prove, and that's kind of, you know, of course his purpose here is to heal uh, and to to um, alleviate the suffering of the human consciousness. But it's also at this point to try to create awareness and acceptance. And so that's why he's feeling such a drive to try to get himself out there and his work out there. And he has the most genuine, unconditionally loving heart I've I've ever seen in a long time. He's very love-centered. So the next thing that I saw was, of course, his aura. Now, of course, uh, I was right away expecting to see that beautiful green energy within his aura, which he does have. But what really threw me for a couple of loops, <coughs> excuse me, was that he also has white in his aura. And I have been reading for over 20 years, and I'm going to have to say that this is maybe the third time I've ever seen white in a person's energy field, in their aura. It really stands out with him, too. And white, what it signifies, is a pure pranic energy, a purity of spirit. And it shows that a, a divine spirit and healing energies are, are present or within him and his, his spirit itself. And the spirit of that person, in other words, Charlie, is purifying and cleansing. Now, here's another kick in the pants that I got. As many of our listeners also know, I also have a hard time. Again, like I said, I, I don't believe until I see or experience. Well, for so many years, I've had a very difficult time in 100% accepting the concept of angels. Because I've never seen one. I've never talked to one. Well, there's, here's my very first, I guess you could say, uh, if you want to call it a meeting, of an actual, he is an actual angel on earth. Oh, he wow. is. You know, he. That's where this white I, I energy think he's comes a from. Good job Hi, hiding those wings. We got, okay. Got some oh, Ryan. Like I keep what? saying when we see each other, I'm going to boot you in the arse. <laughs> it, it's his spirit. His spirit is that of an is angel, is angelic. It, it's not. Uh, <laughs> You've say, been watching too I, I many to movies. Say, you know, you said the angel. I was like, wow. He's like, he's got some camouflage for that halo. Yeah. In those <laughs> wings, and they always I say they're like. I was talking to the people who work with Charlie. They're like, you know, Charlie has this amazing ability 
to arrive on time always and even early aside from great distances. I'm like, now I get it. He flies. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I think you've been watching too much of that movie, Michael, or something. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. <laughs> no. It's just his spirit. But then again, you don't have any concept of time because, uh, of course, so of course that's going to wow you. <laughs> So is that what it is? So he's here. I mean, is, is this his first life incarnation, or do you think he's been here before? No, 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 no. That's what I was about to say. So you must be psychic, because uh, this <laughs> he has an ancient. So it is ancient, ancient beyond ancient. Um, I couldn't, unfortunately, focus on any particular past life that I can go into detail with. But he's been here for his soul, has been here for eons. And every single lifetime, uh, he has been a healer, but of course in, in different um, modalities, I guess you could say. Like um, I see him as being in Japan. Of course, in Japan they have the Reiki. I see him as a, a Tibetan Buddhist monk healer. That's where he learned his meditation practices meditation comes so easily and effortlessly to him and i even see ancient egypt and i mean the ancient egypt a priest in a temple and i can't even pronounce um the the specific healing that they use there but it's very similar to reiki it's the uh sekam or saikang or something along those lines i can hear it in my head but i can't of course pronounce it i'm i'm dumb that way <laughs> but uh, uh, Every lifetime, he has been a healer. Um, and I'm seeing two things here that's really standing in the forefront, like in terms of like as assisting him right now with his work. And the first thing that I saw, he's got an extremely strong bear animal totem. Um, you know, a bear totem that's about strength and confidence, standing against adversity, taking action and leadership, and it supports uh, healing and, and to use healing abilities to help not just himself, but obviously for others. And later on, uh, you know, he's probably going to notice that he's also going to be quite protective of family, especially when it comes to women and children. That's another quality of the bear totem. And the other thing, the other, uh, I should say it's a person that is greatly assisting him in his work right now I do feel as an ancestor, and as I try to like realize, of course, uh, we all know I, I'm not a very strong medium. I don't do it all that often, but this is coming through very strong. Um, it's um, I'm wanting to say grandmother, but the thing is, it's going beyond that. It's like a, not a grandmother, but a, a great, a great great grandmother. I'll say. Is, is standing literally right beside him, guiding him and working with him, um, giving him the encouragement that he needs to, to keep going. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's, um, actually a lot for me to, to, to get, and it was a lot of it has bowled me over, especially with his, the white, the white aura, aura energy that I saw. It's uh, extremely powerful. Um, 
again, like I said, TLC is really knocked one out of the park with with this guy, and I sincerely hope that they keep him on. Like I said, I haven't even seen the show, never even heard of the show until you brought it up. I hope it does get into Canada. I really do. I really, really do. I'm sure it will. TLC touches his gold. Yeah. Obviously, but this guy is something else. It truly, truly, truly. And like I said, it doesn't, um, you know, like it it takes a lot for me to say something like that. Like, you know, I don't advocate something that I don't truly believe in or don't know that it's true to be. Excuse me. Charlie is true to be. He's very powerful and it's very real. Again, like I said, there's many forms of energy healing. And just because there's, you know, there's a lot of skeptics out there. I'm a skeptic too. But, like I said, people use energy healing all the time. Acupuncture is one very good um, example. So too is Reiki and massage therapy, like I mentioned earlier. But the last two things I have for him, and it's more of a on a personal level, messages for him. And the first one is that there's a book in him. He's gonna. I see him. He's gonna be writing a book, and it's gonna be. I'd have to say, like, watch for it within the next four years or so. And the second thing is that he really does need. He, <coughs> excuse me, um, listeners. I got a. I got a cold, so that's why I'm coughing. Um, he really is being encouraged to branch off into animals and work with animals as well, not just people, because that's you know. All all life matters. All life has energy. And animals are just as much a part of divine as what human beings are. And he would be just as powerful with animals as what he is right now with 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 humans. So uh, those were the two messages uh, that I got for him pers- for a personal level. Miss Lisa Casa, the clairvoyant cowgirl. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. To learn more about Miss Lisa Casa and to get a reading done for Miss Lisa Casa, who's also a psychic empath, please go to our website at lisacasa.com. Thank you so much, Miss Casa. Oh, thank you so much, Ryan. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Tooth Radio Show. Special thanks to our incredible guest, Mr. Charlie Goldsmith, and special thanks to TLC for allowing the interview to happen. Special thanks, as always, to our virtues. Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Lisa Kaza, and Miss Constance Tellis. To learn more about the Outer Limits of the Truth Radio Show, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. So the next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take good care, and thank you so much for listening. Hello, this is Ryan, host and executive producer of the Outer Limits of the Truth Radio Show, here today to tell you about the Outer Limits of the Truth Radio Show virtues. Miss Carrie O'Connor, psychic medium, psychic empath Lisa Kaza, and astro phenom Constance Stellis. All three of these individuals are powerful metaphysical seers, teachers. I love talking to them, and I think you should talk to them as well. Psychic medium Carrie O'Connor, which you can find her at CarrieOConnor.com, will provide a lot of insight on your life. She visually sees spirits. She can tell you all kinds of great information, facilitate communication with your loved ones. Awesome. Check her out, CarrieOConnor.com. Then you've got the Astro Phenom, Miss Constance Stellis. You lay out your birthday. She'll tell you about where your chart is, where you're headed to, 
some of the things you can predict, whether or not you're in astrological compatibility with that uh, Mr. or Mrs. Wonderful you're currently dating. See if that can happen. Learn about, more about Miss Constance Sellis by going to her website at ConstanceSellis.com. And then, of course, we have psychic empath Miss Lisa Kaza at LisaKaza.com. Lisa Kaza is so amazing. She's direct, straightforward, going to give you a straight, honest truth. She provides a tremendous amount of insight into where you're going and where you're, some of your biggest decisions. Lisa is very unique, hard-hitting, powerful. Lisa Kaza, Constance Sellers, Carrie O'Connor, all virtues that you can hear on a regular basis on the Outer Limits of the Truth Radio Show. I've talked to 75 psychic beings or more plus in my life. I think these three individuals stand out. They are amazing. I love them to death. Be sure to contact them and learn more about all of them by going to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. Want to be heard or seen in front of millions of people? Want to be an expert on TV or radio? Goldman McCormick PR is a New York City-based public relations agency that specializes in traditional and social media placement for law, finance, media, and corporate-based clients. Goldman McCormick PR also are specialists in website development, radio show creation, press conferences, media training, and so much more. Check out GoldmanMcCormick.com for more information. GoldmanMcCormick.com. 